the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am your, well, I'm one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez-Chavarria. I am joined by my brother in arms, Eric Sabarreneman. How are you doing, Eric? Gia, bon dia. Doing okay. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing, it's, it's been crazy, you know, like. Kids have not gotten colds in the past two years. So now with the mask mandate and all the other things kind of like laxing a little bit. Like we have two people here that have like pretty pretty big, pretty bad colds. <laughs> same. Same. It's exactly the same. Yeah. So, it's it's I haven't got it yet. I'm just assuming it's gonna come, but uh started with the little one, went to the middle. Um my wife woke up with it a couple of days ago, so probability is not looking good yeah no and that's the same thing here it's like you know uh g got it and it was bad well she still has it it was bad like you know bad as it gets right you know and then we took her in you know because we were taking covid tests and negative yep. took her in same. pcr test negative and we thought it was strep because she's susceptible to that they didn't call that's... us back yet so then it's like so it's been two days and they haven't called us yet. So we're like, well, it's, it's not that. It's a really bad cold. I Man, that Nubia. sounds so familiar. Like all of that. Yeah. And then Nubia got it. And so she's got it, but she got a lesser version. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to stay healthy just because I coach. So I'm in day-to-day contact with kids. So, so Yeah. So, but I mean, school is out next week for a lot of St. Paul kids. So that's great. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I've been um, for a week already. Yeah. Lucky but- you. I wasn't sure that, so the little was supposed to do her, well, she did, in fact, play her piano recital yesterday, but there was, it was, it was touch and go for a while there because there was a lot of coughing happening. We're just like, if you're coughing this way, we're not going to go indoors with a whole bunch of people and have you play a piano recital, but you know, day quill, hashtag day quill. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that we had to do too. It's like, cause we haven't like all of the medicine that we've had here for colds expired. Right. Cause it's like, we haven't had to worry about that for like over a year or so. So it's like everything's yeah. expired. You're like, oh, we got to buy new meds. So, yeah, they're all met up. NyQuil, DayQuil, yep. booze, whiskey, hey, whatever. Hey, Makes hey, them sorry. sleep, you know, because yeah. first night was rough. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, like you said, Isa, Isa Watch is officially now out of school. So she graduates on Tuesday. So yeah, para beans, para beans. That should be... That should be um, that should be great. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I I gotta train to be an ordained minister. What? Okay. Yeah, because my my brother wants us wants me to 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 I don't know what the right term is, but to be that person in do the, the ceremony. Yeah, do the ceremony for them. Mm-hmm. So I gotta I gotta I gotta take more steps into doing that. Santi and I went to trains day at the night. Not the Home Depot, but the Union Depot. 
in downtown St. Paul. Because before we started recording, he said they yeah. were trained at that yeah. Home Depot. And I'm like, really? Home my my brain was spinning. <laughs> that would be that would be so much fun. <laughs> Just imagine all the things you can do with the Home Depot. You could build displays upon displays with all the wood and the nails. Anyways, regardless of all that, it was a really cool day. Like, yeah. Like the depot part of it, they have like a little, you know, like, you know, it Santi's into big um, train models, right? He has his own little train. He knows everything about train models and real trains. And so he was in heaven, literally, as Bridget uh, pulled, pulled, put it in, on Twitter. He, he was in heaven. And Bridget currently is uh, not with us because she's out in the woods Camping, meeting, camping, meeting uh, raccoons and baby deer. Yes, uh, raccoons like going after her. Look like her food stock, like nice hole in her uh, right. protective mesh of her tent mm. there. So Which I learned that uh, if, if you buy your tent at REI, they repair it if stuff like that happens. So Ooh. if you did it, Bridget, take it in when you get back. So then um, we're gonna do that, uh, and it was great because we he I bought him a some things that he wanted for his train set. He'd run around and look at the amazing train models. And then um, like in the railway aspect of it, they had like display railway trains and, and like some passenger trains, some like diesel trains. And it was just, you got to be able to be in them. Um, I found out that our compadre uh, from another mother, Luis Pereira took his family there too. And I didn't oh, find yeah. out till i came home that they were there but uh it was a great day santi kept on saying this is the best day ever which usually says anytime there's around trains and... did, did you mention this did i just miss it was it a special event or was it just like let's just go to union depot no it's a special event it's called train days train days got it sorry actually it's uh going on today too until four so okay and it's free except for the parking. yeah unfortunately my guy's way out of it but i remember those days he was there was a solid like three years where yeah massive obsession yeah well this has been i don't know more than three years for santi but regardless it was a fun day i came home and i crashed hard nice because <laughs> i've been nice. uh i was coaching earlier with isa so and there we go but yeah well even though bridget's uh, bridget's not with us like in a, in a way she's always with us because she provided us some notes and you know she's constantly working even when she's not working that that's just that's just how she rolls so we'll, we'll rely on some of the things that she's provided us, even as we, we get into things here. Um, we currently, I don't know if my mic is picking up, but as we record here, we are watching the World Cup playoff between Wales and Ukraine, or at least I am, um, and on a very, very small like mini screen on my phone, but nonetheless, checking it out a little bit. There, there was a really early attempt that was uh, called back, uh, looked like a goal, but it was was uh either offside i can't remember if they called it offside or he just he just uh free kicked it before the whistle or something like that and like no 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 you gotta redo that <laughs> so anyway it's nil nil at about the 15 minute mark right now um pretty historic thing uh for both these teams i mean for ukraine it's kind of self-explanatory just considering everything that's happening in that country uh for wales if they were to pull this thing off it would be the second time in their you call it a nation? It's kind of, I mean, their their status is so kind of weird. I mean, I, I guess can, in this sense, we're considering it a nation, right? That uh, they've ever been to the World Cup. So it'd be a pretty huge deal. The UK is weird, man. Freaking Brits. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. 
Um, but let's weird. jump into other football uh, news here, and I'll I'll update as as we progress if anything happens here live. Um, MLS last week, we don't have we don't have Minnesota United to talk about either, so we're gonna shave a good half an hour off, <laughs> and and our mental health will be spectacular. We'll keep it we'll keep it very balanced. Um, so Galaxy and Austin played on Sunday. And Seattle and Charlotte did as well. Galaxy went 4-1 over Austin, kind of a battle at the top of the West there. And uh, the story here is Jocelich, who becomes the first ever MLS sub to score two goals and two assists. So pretty spectacular, groundbreaking match for him. Prada Baines, congrats. Um, Seattle, I will throw it to you. Uh, 2-1 over Charlotte. A pretty even match in a lot of respects. Like Charlotte, we're kind of up to the task, and it went way to like the eighty-something minute, right? And Peruano does what he does. I mean, Charlotte is has been um, blowing people's expectations as to what the expansion team would be like, and I think that's grown exponentially with with the with the expansion team starting with Minnesota, right? Like we had kind of set a little bar, and then. You know, and then the rest, except for Inter Miami, right? They haven't really gone over that bar yet, in a sense. But every other one pretty much has been good. I mean, Nashville is, is a great example of that. Well, F- FC Cincinnati, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Although true. they finally got it together this year, so I mean, you know, in terms of like a three, a real three-year plan or four-year plan, they kind of pulled it off. Yeah. But anyway, go I ahead. think that's that's what it is. But Charlotte was uh, was was was. was Doing things that people weren't weren't expecting at that time, and they actually played a decent game, uh, first half, um, you know, back and forth. But you knew eventually, on transition, like Seattle would just wake up, and they did, right? And, and I think that's that's the thing. And um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle makes a makes a run, a, a long run, right? You know, I hear that. I th- I'm, I'm with you there. So, and I think that's and there, it. I think. They're they're at least two games back. I remember it's two or yeah, three. I think they the ninth or tenth, right? I think that's where something like at. that. Yeah, you know, or maybe because we're eighth, I think. But we can we can we can talk about. No, no, I'm I'm talking in terms of games played because oh, they took yeah. a bunch of games off for the uh, mm-hmm. for Concacaf uh, CCL. So I mean, if if they start to go on a tear like you're alluding to, and I agree with, then they they could be in the top five in no time once they're back. I mean, up in this season. league, if you go on a six week, if a six winning streak you're pretty much in the playoffs yeah it's true so it's true. not i'm not saying it's impossible to do but that's what why, why in this league every every game kind of matters in a sense yep right? yep yep so, so four to one uh, over austin austin another one of uh you could put in that category of exemplary expansion teams that have got yeah. together very quickly mm-hmm. uh and then two to one final seattle over charlotte there um Big news that kind of broke shortly after this Tuesday, and and maybe Rodrigo, you have some more details than I have from from the Twitterverse because I don't know if there's internal drama or what the full story is. But uh, Charlotte canned uh, Miguel Angel Ramirez, the legendary Estamos Judidos, one of the greatest managerial speeches in the history of the MLS. Um, I just put it here: everybody's moving on, canning new managers except someone. Almost like there's some corruption between the club and Adrian Heath. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Um, but do you know anything else? Uh, any, any details as, as to why it went down the way it did? Well, um, first of all, uh, Mar, uh, like 
is getting used to or wasn't aware of the regulations and stipulations that they are in the MLS in regards to player acquisition in a sense, right? He didn't get used to that. And there's, you know, there's a whole thing about not having rules, but um, not understanding the rules as well. But um, there's a report in the athletic um, regarding a split rocker room um, being, um, being part of the reason that the, um, that Charlie FC fired Miguel Angel Ramirez, right? So there's 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 a combination, and I'm sure we'll hear more about it as but the the athletic article by uh, Felipe Cardenas, Pablo Maurer, and Sam Sam Stachel, um they'll kind of give you a glimpse of like from the get go of the Estamos Jodidos uh, statement that put a strain on um, on the Charlotte front office that just kept on growing in a sense, right? And and like us, right? The rest of the world, um, who is uh, you know is used to statements like this from their their management, you can totally figure from their from their coaches that you can totally f- see that this is a way of where of how the coach and the coaching staff is trying to put pressure on the uh, on the owners and management to be able to bring the talent that they want to bring, right? And I think from the get go, having you know, I don't know how many international slots filled and probably trying to buy even more. Um, you know, this, this, those are some of the, the, the rules that, that, for example, Miguel Angel wasn't able to be, um, shall we say, accustomed to. And um, I think it just became a much larger issue as other comments came on, right? Um, and this league is so... I don't want to say sensitive, but yeah, in a sense it is. Like I think the owners I are mean, more sensitive to yes to criticism than than anything else. Like the stuff that we talk on this radio show, on this radio show, and also on this podcast. Once upon uh, a time, yeah, um, I, I just typical conversation that happens all around the world. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's what I was gonna say. It's like, like in, in, in any Conmebol league, they're just like, oh, here we go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh wait! Didn't know where you live. That's perfect. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's part normal. of the, it's part of the drama. It's like okay, whatever. It's 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 part of the whole thing, and I think um, you know, it 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 just uh, it just developed more. So if you guys have uh, um, you guys have a link to the athletic, or if you have a subscription, I support you read this article. It's really interesting. Um, it, it dives in also as to. Um, that, uh, regarding you know sources talking about the Polish striker Karol uh, is it Swiderski, um, who is one of their DPs, not literally putting an ultimatum saying um, saying that if he if by the time you know he came back from the international break, if Mar was there, then he would stop playing. Right. So there's a lot of inter locker room things, but also management things. And I think, um, you know, let's not say that this 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 Polish striker hasn't been the greatest either. I mean, he got a transfer fee of five million dollars, and he's earning two point two six million, which is, I don't know, could find could could fund the uh, Union Omaha, hey. Union Omaha for like four years or five That's years. True. I don't know. <laughs> Man, like everything you're saying, though, this is why it's so frustrating to me. Is is 
I feel like it could all be applied to Minnesota United as well. And yet here we sit six years still with this whole situation and, uh, well, the, I mean, the, the grime and the corruption and everything. Yeah, no, I, I, I get I, that I wish part. People would just I get that part, move. but then, but then you do, you, you, you got to also look at it a different perspective. Mar also was promised a, a training facility mm. and they don't have one. Like right now, they're practicing. As it, who, who are the owner? The Carolina Panthers are the owners of the team. I uh, no idea. Maybe I think they are. So it's a, it's a it's a football team, and their football team um, is currently you know football. American football is not in session, so they can use a training facility. So the question is, I think the the team was was supposed to be building a new one, so they can move that, so they can move the American football team there, and then give the training facilities perhaps to Charlotte. And that's what I'm trying to understand and comprehend. But um, there's a snag on the building process for the new training facility. So then, you know, it's like, you don't have a training facility. What are you going to do? Like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not tough. I mean, like the loons had, had, and, you know, had Nessie, right. They had Blaine's and then that was, you know, better than what, I don't know how what the situation in Charlotte is, but there's a lot of things at play. And am I surprised? No, not really. I mean, when you publicly try to shame your owners <laughs> in several occasions, right? You know, you, you do love to see it, though. It's yeah. Just good oh, I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. I don't, you have to enjoy it. I mean, I think I think what's interesting though too, the you know. After the estamos jodidos, no están así tan jodidos. Like they've actually been doing pretty well. I mean, the fact they go toe to toe with with Seattle up until like the last five minutes, and they've had they've pulled out some big wins too. They beat Atlanta in that huge quote rivalry match and things like that. Like they're they're not bad. You know what I'm saying? They're like they're like a mid table MLS team for their first year. It's fine. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it, and it just totally looks like a management team just trying to figure out how, what's the best way to deal with what they consider a disgruntled employee or employee sure. that that won't that won't that won't uh, follow their their protocol, right? And I think that's and I think that's fine. But also, I think that Mars also you know came into the league and expected one thing and didn't get it because yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's coaching so many different situations, right? Right. That Barcelona they, guy, he's like, I'm gonna run this thing like Barcelona, and they're like, No, you're right. not. <laughs> <laughs> and there and there are players who you know, and we talked about this, and this is something about this league, right? I mean, you have the Heinzes, you have the Little Sadas, and now you have Mar, right? And I mean, you can add um, the San Jose coach as well, too, right? You can add all these international coaches that are that apparently don't at one point don't don't fit part to be the system, except for um, you know, and and then and then you have to part ways. But I think this is probably the most public way you could have done it. Yeah. Uh, specifically after the end, he was saying we had to do what we had to do, which totally gives you a sign as like you were already not happy with what was going on, even though you're sitting like a couple points off from the playoff. And then, yeah, you know, well, yeah. Go- gone, but never forgotten. Will the, the Estamos Jodidos will be will be minted. I mean, that's that's a legendary, legendary, legendary press conference there. Um, it is uh, international break. So we got a bit of an international heavy show. Um U.S. men's national team doing some tune-ups before the World Cup. They're actually playing World Cup opponents. Um, they went against Morocco in Cincinnati, and they beat them pretty handedly, 3-0. Um, I, I, I didn't get to watch this match. I was working, but I just saw some great highlights. The 
Uh, Brendan Anderson goal off of uh, Christian Pulisic doing some pretty sweet ball control, good vision, nice cut. Probably could have ripped the shot himself, but, you know, was generous and passed it off to Aronson, Aronson, who was like barreling down 80 miles per hour with no breaks and just one time the thing. Uh, lovely goal. Uh, Way gets his and then uh, right with the PK. Uh, Rodrigo, what did you see? What did you like in this one or not like? I mean, I... Turner, Matt Turner got a got to start in goalkeeping, and I was really wanted to see how he's going to be doing right before. Um, and he did. I think I don't. I forget how many saves he had, and I watch highlights because I was I was in the middle of coaching while this was going on. But I, it's not like I wasn't expecting this kind of result, right? I think um, the U.S. is finally, you know, playing a, a, a style of soccer that they're that they're, that they're trying to do and they have kind of like a similar situation like Minnesota United does right they can't really find a, a striker that's consistent enough right and so what is your best option right now and I, and I think that's what they're trying to figure out do you do you put a, a Pulisic as a false nine like we do with Lude and then just because you, you have wingers I mean you have people in the midfield that can play like yeah um, and and do that or or what is it and I think this was a this was a, a demonstration uh, of that, but that long ball to and the first touch of um, I forget if it was um, if it was long or uh, Zimmerman to Pulisic, uh, that was just beautiful first touch. I love watching first it touches. Was. Like first yeah. touch, first touch is like one of my favorite things when we try to do with our kids. Is like let's work on our first touch, right? And just watch them trying to figure it out. But yeah, Pulisic's first touch on that play was just. Three Bonkers. three yeah. touches in a span of like three seconds that leads right. to that goal. It was yeah. it was beautiful. It was it was that and, and so that's the kind of soccer that you want them to watch them play, right? And yep. that's you know, and let's also you know talk about you know um, this coaching staff as you know called I don't know forty five to fifty players who got their first caps, right? I mean they are they are trying to figure out. I don't think no longer what this squad is going to look like but also what the future holds for them and i think Oof. sorry big save 2020 you know <laughs> this is not this is not only about 2024 this is not only about 2022 but also 2026 right and mm-hmm. trying to see what that pool will look like eventually and i think that's and i think that's fine and i think um burhalter has done a, a decent job he's never really kept a really strong consistent rotation but i also you know you also have to deal with the injuries that we've had uh, and I think that's, and I think for the World Cup, you all you really want to do out of these two friendlies is get out of it healthy. And Weston McKinney, speaking of which, got some minutes. That's yeah. promising. So that's the thing, and I think that's what you want to be able to do. Zach Steffen is injured. It's also Zach Steffen's also not the most consistent, at least in in this span. I think Matt Turner is probably the better choice. To be honest, I like the way Matt plays, um, um, and I think he he would be good. But you you have you have some hard decisions to make, and that's kind of like what you want as a coach, as a coach yeah. and a coaching staff, to have enough talent that you have to wonder what are you actually going to do for this final roster in November. And I think I'll ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I, I, I think I think Morocco was. was you want to play another team that's 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 in the World Cup, right? And I think that's that what is, this is all about. That is the segue that I'm going to lead to in a second. But before I go there, let me ask you about. Pulisic's comment at the very end of the match, which is getting a lot of uh, social media airtime and just general airtime where he says he was disappointed in the U.S. supporting tournament. He actually phrased it as, as, quote, 
American fans, unquote, which also carries, you know, a substantial weight of significance, depending on how you define who and what is an American, right? And, and of course, the Moroccan crew, whether they were first, second, third, Moroccan-American, Moroccan, however you want to define it, like they turned out, well, they you know, had just, to. J- just like everybody does. I mean, it's like, Boy, if, if you're upset with the number of Moroccan fans that came out, you're going to be really upset when you go play in L.A. or anywhere in Texas or right. anywhere where, like, El Tri is going to go because maybe we know how that works, you know? The Mexican fans, and that, and like, that's the thing. completely like, outnumber. Go ahead. I, I, like, it's like, I think this is one of the few times um, in years, if not decades, where Morocco gets to play in the United States. I don't. I can't recall one the last time that was it's been a long time i think it's happened one other time it might have been 94 it might have been the world cup so it 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 shouldn't be questioned that they're going to show up this is the one opportunity to be able to watch that opportunity right it's like when i went it's like when the centenario for the copa america was at the it was at the held the united states i drove to chicago i played lots of money to be able to watch one game at soldier field with my kids because I knew that was a momentous occasion. I was going to remember that. Now, does Pulisic have a point? I think so. I think I'm, I'm not really bothered by his comments. Sure, his wording and timing probably was not the best. But you look at it, right? I mean, tickets for this game were probably not the best, right? Uh, I can't, you know, bother to try to go to a game where like you know I'm paying eighty close to eighty or hundred bucks to be able to go cheer on. I mean I have to make it you know. But I, I, overall I think I I think it's it's a mix a little bit of the ticket price. It also it's a mix of oversaturation of where they're rotating these friendlies are, and also it's a friendly. Yeah, you know it's a friendly to me. To me friendlies are are a good warm up, but they're not as enticing as let's say uh, a Concacaf group stage game would be. It was, by the way, 94, when the World Cup when it was here. They were in a group with uh, Holland and Belgium. And there you go. I mean, that's, that's a long, 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 long time. time. So, uh, Belgium, Morocco, Netherlands, Saudi Arabia was their group. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. I mean, that totally makes us, makes sense. So so if Christian Pulisic wants, wants oh, more people to show up. Bale. Uh-oh. Bale just scored. 1-0. Oh, Wales. no. Oh, well, let's see if Ukraine can pull out. This would be great if it goes into it goes into extra time and then PKs. That would just be the epitome of just like this whole playoff thing. But we'll see. Yeah. I see so I mean. I don't have a problem with his comments. I think probably that weren't well timed. But he's also trying. You know, when you're when you're a pro, you're a professional uh, player and you play in front of your home crowd, you you want the home crowd to to outnumber the other one. And then that happens and it doesn't sometimes. And you should just play on that's it yeah he's just got to be i mean you alluded to it he's got to be careful with some of the phrasing and the wording and kind of letting the uh hyper nationalism sometimes get the better of him i think because you know he's he, he's alluded to some fairly reactionary things in the past there's a there's a little bit of a track record there so we'll see yeah. <laughs> just just think think before you speak there christian I wish I wish they would call up Bedoya to them that way. Just hand the mic to Bedoya and he just goes. Yeah, yeah just just give me this thing. Oh just yeah, that'd be spectacular. Pulisic, step away. Bedoya, step <laughs> into the mic, and then we have like sound bites for the next three years. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well let's let's talk about this because uh, you mentioned getting getting opponents that are actually in the World Cup 
And today, I feel like, is the first real test for this team. They're going to play Uruguay in uh, somewhere. I can't remember where they're going. Um, I don't remember where it's at. But, I mean, look, we, we've covered it extensively on this program, as you do with a lot of general Colmimble things. But Uruguay did not have a great qualifying campaign. Um, they got smoked by a number of teams. They squeaked by on a lot of draws. They squeaked by with a lot of right. last-minute wins. They didn't right. look good. But And the only reason they qualified as third is because Ecuador lost their last match and they bumped up by one point. I mean, that's Ecuador basically gave him a push. <laughs> yeah, and then we still have the depending Ecuador uh, uh, what is it, the accusation or allegations from Chile that FIFA is reviewing about oh. using the about using the Ecuador you know, using a a player that was deemed not eligible. That's right. It's coming back to me. Yes. And so that's that the decision on that doesn't come off after the playoffs. Oh, so I think the fourteenth is is going to be. So this could be like extremely like messy, and that's what Comebol is like. Just like oh, any yeah. any 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 best uh, brasileira telenovela is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's messy and it's great. Um, but you know, the, the thing out of this whole thing is just Uruguay has always been a dangerous team, regardless of what squad they put out there. They're very physical. They're very yep. technical. They're tactical, the right? You, you can't really sleep on them. They have very strong wing play. Yep. Um, right. You know, whether, you know, and, and, and the thing is that, you know, there, this would be a good test for the united states right yes and yes. that's that's what i wish i could see i'll be in middle coaching so i'll probably look at the replay but i, I think to go ahead no go ahead i, th- I think this should be should be really good test and regardless of what happens in this game like i wish uh the u.s would would do more of these scheduling of, of tougher opponents instead of concacaf opponents absolutely uh, because Hashtag I, abolish I, CONCACAF. yeah because i think that's <laughs> That's gonna get them higher up in this in, in their experience level and also understanding how the rest of the world plays. Well, and to that point, I, I put this lower down in the in the international section, but I'll just bring it up now because it's directly related. Uh, so, as Uruguay is making their tour northward up here, they stopped in Mexico, and they played Mexico, and they just stomped Mexico again. A team that barely snuck into this third place qualification that had a rough ride, even qualifying in Comebol. Like they just like, especially the, I, you got a chance to watch a little bit of it. I just saw highlights, but like the second half, like Mexico was just done. Like they shut them down. Three nil was the final Cavani, two goals. I mean, that we're not supposed to take meeting from friendlies, Rodrigo yet. <laughs> When, when the team that barely qualifies just destroys one of the best teams in the other conference or confederation. What do you well, do? I mean, you gotta... <laughs> I mean, both teams, I think Mexico had some opportunities that they, they just, they just couldn't finish. Right. But, but Uruguay is so great in transition and they're so deadly on the wing. I mean, um, like that set piece for the first goal, was a set piece that Cavani hit into the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper saved it. And as you, if you pause it at that point, there's like four Uruguayan players rushing the keeper. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone just stands still. And I think that's the thing is like, there's that, there's that urgency that need the urgency that every game ma- matters in a sense, right? That, 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 that garra that, uh, that Uruguay is known for, right? Charua. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you and I both know too from, 
past World Cup history, like Uruguay is a tournament team. Like when it's time to play the World Cup, e- even if they're like they qualified off of the playoff or their third, fourth place, whatever it is, like they know how to do tournaments. You know what I'm saying? Even if they right. squeak in like in the second place to move on to like the knockouts, they 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 they're one of those teams that progressively gets better, even if they start poorly. Yeah, and I think Uruguay has always been a, a strong team, and it, and it, historically it shows, right? They're the first team to win the the is it is it Cup America or World Cup? I forget. No Cup America. Oh, you're talking the, the very first one. Yeah, they called it something else. I think I think it was before the World Cup. Oh man, I have to go back and think about my history. I'm pretty sure it was just the Olympics, like the the thirty six world war ii was happening then there was like a 40 something then they boycotted one that was in germany it's weird like they count it because they put it on their on their crest as there's like the four stars but technically it wasn't actually called the world cup they called it something else yeah regardless uruguay has history playing football and winning and winning tournaments and absolutely and i think that's the thing that that matters right now this is a a a big test for the united states yeah Um, and it, it, you know, and this could be a game that we don't see Cavani in because he played against Mexico, right? This was a game also that didn't have other Uruguayan players that play in the MLS that are called up either. I mean, they did, they didn't have also uh, Luis Suarez on the pitch either. I mean, like, and granted, Cavani and Suarez are older, but gosh, they're really good strikers. They can finish the ball. I mean, you sure get them, and Cavani demonstrated that in this game. Yeah, two goals, first time, you know. The, the last one was the most impressive, which is just a pass outside, 20 yards out, just low ball, corner, boom. I hope he gets some time because I would love to see uh, the center back pair like have to deal with him. Like That would be really good for both of those two. Yeah, I mean, it's a friendly, so you could, but at the same time, I, I you know, it's what? Uh, yeah, days, yeah, I hear you. Three days. You. More than likely, you won't see Cavani, but regardless, I mean, like like we talked, Uruguay has, has really strong wing play, so, and they're very... <laughs> And they're very, uh, you know, it's super hard to predict. So. I mean, it, uh, on the other side of this too, the the U.S. could just open it up and find holes and find breaks and take it also. So I mean, I'm really interested. Like, I'm I'm gonna attempt. I think I've got this one down that I can watch this one because I'm really interested to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, so I would. It's total coin toss. You know, I don't think there's any middle ground. One one this or the either, other. This either is going to be like a four zero nothing blowout, or it's this could be like a three three, right? Mm. Where like. Both the both teams in transition are, are decent, are very good. So it just be like back and forth, It'd be like, oh yeah. no, let's go right, and then we'll that. see. So I hope it's more of a three three thing because I've loved watching uh, open transition play and see how that is. Sure. So, well, we'll see what happens. Um, more more of this though, please, uh, U.S. Federation. Let let's just you know get get them the Comebol opponents, get them more UEFA opponents because that's what they need for their these tune ups. I can't remember who else they're playing in the friendlies. But whatever, we'll we'll get there. Um, let's talk Minnesota Aurora Rodrigo. We got uh, we got our first W. So they go to um, where was it? Uh, Kansas City, and they win two 0 And I'm going to turn to Bridget's help here because she actually sent us match notes because she's amazing. So did you get a chance to watch any of the highlights or anything? Like that? Maybe I'll just ask you first because I was take it. I was I didn't get to watch all the highlights. I did get okay. to watch a little bit of the game. By the way, anyone. Like and this includes you, Eric. Mm. If you get the Eleven app on your Apple TV or oh, yeah. whatever, you mentioned that last time. Yeah, it's like they they had they had women's uh, Brazilian soccer league on there. Oh and wow! They had like Division Two and you know Brazilian soccer and just games from all over the world. 
that you can watch that you usually don't get access to. So I think that's really cool because it's free. That's really cool. And so, um, so no, I I thought uh, for me the one thing that I did see is like this is the this was a, a full offense display of what they can so do and there were many opportunities that i saw that that the uh connection of where people are supposed to be is not fully there but the ideas are and so that was good to see um i thought hansen should have had a he had a 1v1 that just should have just gone in and keeper did a good job of cutting out the space but uh it was overall a I thought uh, from what I from what I read and what I saw the some of the highlights it, it was is a it was a dominant uh, display by by Aurora. So yep, that's kind of the vibe I get here too. Um, I'm just gonna read. I think this is actually from a friend of the pod, uh, Ms. Yawk here. Um, President. Presidente, la presidenta. Um, bu- 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 where am I going here? Ah, so says. Win breaks through the Cavalli defense to find Zabilijic. Did I pronounce it, Rodrigo? I, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. They should have that on the <laughs> uh, um, on the back post. She gets the tap in goal in the 40th minute. That's your first one going into halftime, and then apparently second half started with lots and lots of energy and, like you said, full on attack. And in the 54th, off of a throw in. Um, ball goes across the box from Morgan Stone and apparently just destroys that one and blasts it home. So uh, by the – that's it after the 50 – what, that 54th minute, they were able to just bunker and hold for a 2-0 win. So, out of Baines, congrats. It's first W, four points total. And and today they play in uh, – where are they? They're in St. Louis. So hopefully they get another win. Right. And I think, um, um, I like I've mentioned before from the – few times that I've one game that I witnessed and some of the partial games that I've been able to watch. Um, I kind of like our, our, our back lineup. I think uh, Kelsey Kafusi uh, is, is, is pretty solid back there. Um, and I think they're confident what they do and depending on who you have as your left or your right back, it, it's, it's one of these situations where you, you got to spring them out and, and do that. And I think, I think Maya has been great to watch her, her speed, but not only speed, but like mental processing of things. It's just her soccer IQ is pretty good. And so I like watching that. And um, I didn't get to watch uh, uh, Mariah um, win as much, but uh, that first game we were able to just see a glimpse of things that were going on. And so I think it's overall, it's a good start. I mean, you know what? They're undefeated technically, right? It's true. so we'll see. Have, um, I know there isn't a stream for uh, today's game, and I don't know um, if that's going to be a consistent thing because I thought that the league was supposed to be able to stream games or have games be able to stream. But I'm sure as a new league, they're trying to figure out bugs, and yeah. let's let's give it let's give it let's give them some credit for who it is. We're able to watch games. Yeah, you know, I thought you know. We, we weren't going to be able to watch a lot of Aurora games, but I like the fact that I can pop into my 11 app, type in Aurora, and then I can watch, you know, last week's game and whatnot. So that's good. I was going to mention for, for next week, because um, this one of these will happen, we're, we're in between in terms of our record recording situation. Uh, we're going to have company from out of state, so I'm not sure I'll be able to go. But two home matches next week, Friday the 10th, 
hosting Chicago City, a doubleheader then. Sunday the 12th, also hosting Chicago City, kind of a back-to-back situation there. So if people want to roll out, and then they go to Chicago City the following year, it's like three Chicagos in a row. Um, so lots of opportunities to go see them here and in Chicago. Uh, Rodrigo, let's do some NWSL. I don't know if there's specific things. I mean, the, the big things that jump out here are Houston Dash, like exploding, uh, a 5-0 thumping of Orlando Pride, uh, North Carolina Courage kind of starting to claw their way back from surprisingly being kind of at the bottom of the barrel, 3-0 win over Racing Louisville, uh, Kansas City and San Diego tie. Uh, I'll throw it to you if there's any other things you want to talk about. Oh, Debina gets the goal and the assist there to kind of help him out, but go ahead. Yeah, no, the Kansas City-San Diego Wave game was pretty uh, interesting. Um, Alex Morgan scored two goals. Uh, Kansas City literally had this 2-1 with like literally 10 minutes left to go. And then Alex Morgan scored her eighth game, eighth goal in seven games. That's crazy. Eight goals in seven games. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, I mean... um, the Thorns beat the, the Angel City on Friday. So, um, I mean, it's 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 turning to be more and more. There's more, the, you know, people are tuning up and, and now it's beginning to kind of figure out. I expect North Carolina to make a run, but just, just the way anything else is. Um, I, I think in other soccer news, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Macario uh torn acl oof no i didn't mm-hmm. was that from the champions league game or from something i don't know it was it was she posted it on the on her um either instagram or huh. uh but macario has uh a torn acl so okay. uh, so that's a that's a tough break it's a couple no months uh but hopefully uh uh it will be it will be a good recovery uh, because we love watching Macario. Um, just I just every time Macario scores and Macario does something, I always want to want to say her name to the tune of uh, Notorious B.I.G. song. You know, you know, because he goes Notorious Macario. It works just every time because it works, right? I mean, so there you go. Here, here's the uh, the NWSL table right now. So getting those five goals like really did a huge favor for Houston to like jump way up for for a goal differential. So San Diego still holds uh, 13 points, number one, but then Houston and Chicago are tied at 11, but with all the, those five goals, all of a sudden Houston's way ahead on goal differential. So Houston two, uh, Chicago Red Stars three, uh, Portland's at nine. Uh, also with uh, New York and Gotham, let's just call them Gotham. Um, again, on goal differential there, rain also, I guess they all have nine, three nines in a row, four, five, six, but Portland as at four with the goal differential. Um, and then from there, Oh, angel city also nine, uh, where they got negative goals. And then, and then it starts to get a little tighter as you move down. But yeah, like you said, North Carolina currently only four at the bottom, but you know, if they keep playing the way they, they, they played this last match and Debian starts to you know, put those equations and masterful, uh, real-time decisions together that, that, that she can do so well that we're well, well aware of, they could definitely like increase that number quickly. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it from 10th place all the way to probably fourth place, that's a win 
and you can switch. Like if you go on a two game winning streak, you can go literally go from 10th to fifth in a sense. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's tight and it's the beginning of the season. Right. So, so I expect things to, to even out more, but yeah, right now, I mean, Kansas city can go on a two game winning streak and they're in, they're in fifth place. I mean, North Carolina can go on the same thing and be in seventh. It's, it's not too, it's not too hard. I'm not saying that's not too hard. I'm saying it's not that far to expect that there will be some shifting, right? And San Diego is up top, but you look at Houston, two points away. You look at Chicago, two points away. You look at Thorns, or they're three points away. So, or like you know, um, or no, they're four points away. So it's it is what it is. We'll see. You know, it's the excitement of the season. So yeah, true. All right, well, let's take a break. we got a bunch of internationals, considering it is international break. Uh, we'll do that in a sec. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me, because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways... Back to the Minnesota Football Show. Welcome to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show, where we talk just literally your ears off about international news. We have friendlies. We have World Cup playoffs. We just Mm -hmm. there's just so much going on right now. Yeah, your real time uh, playoff is uh, uh, Wales one. Ukraine nil at halftime right now through uh, the Garrett, Garrett Bale, Gareth Bale, that is free kick. Um, Do you say Gareth with that, uh, with that, uh, with the Spanish, the Spanish? Uh, the, the well, I Gareth. added it because I, I, I didn't, I don't think I hit it strongly enough the first time, but we, we were talking before we, we came back that Ukraine was like putting it on. I think they had at least, I, I, I missed the statistic. They just showed it. It was like six or seven shots on goal. I think Wales had two or three and they scored. So um, pretty lucky in, in some respects, but it's mostly been Ukraine. So we'll, we'll see if they can get a equalizer here. Um, well, let's jump to Liga Miakis had the final. I didn't even put in, I can't remember if this is the Clausura or the Apertura. I was forget Clausura, right? Let's see the one. Sure. <laughs> Let me throw our hands up. I think it is. Uh, but <laughs> Jar- Jarvie just threw his phone at the wall. <laughs> like these guys. Jarvie, <laughs> I, I got to uh, hang out with the, the Jarvies for a little bit at, um, at a reception for a friend of a podcast, Elisa mm. uh, Vicuña over at. Uh, so it was great um, to see them and the little one just run around and be crazy. So nice. That was, yeah. Well, whichever one it was, uh, it was Pachuca and Atlas again, as we mentioned last time. Um, Atlas came in with, with a stronger aggregate. Uh, Pachuca actually wins this match two to one, but it's a three to two aggregate. So Atlas are your champs. Um, the thing about Pachuca that I put in here that's worth mentioning is Loon's legend, Romario Ibarra. Remember him, Rodrigo? He, uh, he's yeah. the first to get on the board, actually. He scores in the seventh minute for Pachuca. And I think that's, I mean, we all, we all talked about the Ibarra situation. Like he, we knew he was a great player and he could actually finish. Right. But we also knew that he had, 
a significant other and a child that couldn't come over and um i think i think i you know as as a discussion was around uh because i think hercules gomez on twitter had uh, clausura clausura there you go clausura? Adam. Re- yeah, redeem myself <laughs> clausura see we said clausura we said it was I, I threw my hands up i couldn't remember no, I, said, I, I said i said i think it's pretty much clausura because yeah, yeah, yeah. is when you open and this is when That's you right. close so go ahead but sorry i didn't mean to so, interrupt you were saying no about, no i was just gonna family. say it's like we all know that ibarra had uh wanted to bring family over it couldn't because of the government uh, legislation. Um, and so, you know, the loons actually did the right thing in the sense of just letting him go and being able to go over there. And he's been pretty decent player over in Liga Mekis. And like, I wouldn't mind coming, watching him come back, but uh, to play in the MLS, but I think he's, he understands that is that he has a much better chance of being with, with his family where he's currently at. Um it's but kind of Atlas, an interesting sliding doors scenario, huh? Like yeah. if, if he didn't have to, if he had, he not left under like terrible, you know, white nationalist racist policies that that regime was putting through. If he could have stuck around, what could he have done for this team? It would have been really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it's kind of like, I'm not saying he's lewd level, but it would be another winger that could score. And I think that's, that's kind of what you need at that moment, right? Like we have people that can play make and certain serve roles, but we can't. We don't. The only the only person that can score currently is 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 Robin Lude. So, so I mean, that's yep. that's as uh, you know, you know, Fragapani can't hit a can't hit the the post at five feet front of him. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk. With about Reynoso, that with Reynoso gets a free open goal, it just somehow puts an effect on the ball that makes it go wide. So. Let, let's jump to the other side of it. So that, that was your men's final. The women's final, the Femenil, also happened. Uh, had Monterrey against uh, Chivas. Uh, it was a 1-1 draw in the first match. This was a nil-nil tie that went to penalties. And Chivas, Guadalajara, women's team, are your Femenil champions. Yeah, that's exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. I got I, I, I to talk to my father in law because he's a big Chivas fan. So. Nice. And so, so I think Nubia is a Chivas fan, too. So I, I'll I'll break these news to them and, and and let them know. But I think this is that's that's good for the for the tournament. So I will I will fully admit that you know I I'm 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 fair weather I think when it comes to league Yankees, but it is one of the slickest crests. Like I really like that shield. It's a, it's a yeah really anything shield. about America. That's pretty much the 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 sentiment in this house. So um, we had the uh, African uh, what do we call it the African Cup final, and it was Alahi against uh, Widad Casablanca, and Widad kind of surprisingly took it to him and two 0 for your uh, for your championship there as well. So congrats to uh, to Casablanca. I, I can't remember if this is their first ever Cup final or not, but good for them. Um. Oh yeah, I'll mention this one. This is just. Historic in a sense for me, mostly Copa do Brasil. Um, they they played uh, their other Red Bulls, the one of many Red Bulls, Bragoncino, Hegibuli, how we'd say it. Um, it was a 1-1 draw in the first round that Goiás hosted. They went to Bragoncino and, I'm sorry, 2-1 first round. And then Goiás wins this match 1-0 to make it 2-2 aggregate. It goes all the way to PK's. And I shut it off, Rodrigo, because I, I just didn't want to deal. 
And I turned it back on only to see that it go, yeah, I pulled it off. So they are on to the round of 16 knockouts in Copa do Brasil for the first time since 1999. It's been a long time. 1999 may have been the year that we met Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria. I can't remember if we met in 98 or 99. It was one of the two. Probably 99 because I think 98, I still was at MCTC. So, yeah. So I'm saying, like, that's how long it's been since this has happened for this team. It's been a long time since we met. <laughs> it's pretty wild. So I'm happy of them. It, it's nice to see them getting some momentum. It's nice to see the coach, Jair, not Bolsonaro, like actually like clicking with these guys and uh, their keeper, Tadeo, obviously kept them in this match and was phenomenal in the PKs. So it's just, it, it's cool. It's cool to see a little momentum right. and, I mean, for me, it's just like, let's, my expectations are stay above the line, but now it's like, if we can get a little bit further and just get you back into like a tournament or whatever, time, right? I don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to happen next. So they've got a rough ride. I put it in here. They, it, it is a no, three match week for this team this week. They, they play yeah. tomorrow, they play Thursday, and they play Sunday, two aways and a home. So, I mean, that, that's going to be a tough stretch, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, what's going to happen is they'll they'll have a bad two games. They have one good game, and then next weekend they fire the, the coach. They, they fire the coach. <laughs> that that is tradition. And so they'll be like, "Oh yeah, he wasn't doing too well." And then we'll have someone else come in. It's well, like it's like it's like with Goyas, it's like every third of the season they fire someone. Normally, I would say you're 100 percent correct, but. The fact that he got him this 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 cup win to get him into the knockouts for the first time in whatever that is twenty three years that's that's something that that that's a little hard to just be like to kick him out right away so we'll see. Um, and, and just to elaborate, this is uh, Widad's Casablanca's third. Okay, uh, thank you. Third cup. So, thank you, thank you. Um, ba -ba 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 -bam, where are we going here? Oh, we're, we're already talking about the match currently in process right now. But uh, in order to get there, uh, it was Scotland and Ukraine. And Scotland, won, or rather, Ukraine won that match 3-1. to one. Uh, Yarmolenko and Yaremchuk. I know one of those dudes plays for, um, I can't remember right now. But anyway, they did the thing. 3-1, to one, great goals. Uh, watching the supporters in the crowd was just unbelievable um, with, with all the energy again. What can you say about yeah. everything that's happened in that country I mean, to, to give point, them some kind of an wanna, escape? Yeah, you know, at, at this point, you want to cheer for Ukraine, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't understand what, why wouldn't you want to? But overall, like, I mean, let's hope that you know they get a good result. I mean, this, this, this current game that they're playing, I hope they tie it up and then we get extra time because that's always fun. Sure, that Definitely. would be you know as as the drama that we need. But well, let's talk about another drama. Yeah. Rodrigo, what is your take on the finalissimo? <laughs> a finalissimo. This is just, it's such a, oh man. Like, of course, Coleman Ball and UEFA are going to invent like the biggest money grab in, in like the history right. of football. Unbelievable. Um, Copa America winner, Argentina, and uh, Euro winner, Italy. Uh, I want to say duked it out, but it, like, I'm not even sure Italy really showed up. <laughs> I think it was a training <laughs> session. Literally. 3 0 Argentina, your final. Uh, Messi gets two assists. Um, Di Maria towards the end. I can't remember if he, he assisted on the Martinez goal, but I mean, it was essentially all Argentina. Um, so good on them for getting another cup. But I mean, 
<laughs> was this necessary, Rodrigo? Did we did we need this? It's always good to humiliate Italy. I always think, right? And I mean, like, in you know, honestly, like, if you like, like these these two national teams have so much in common with each other. It's like, well, it's like, yeah, not even mentioning ethno culturally. Like, exactly, you have right? Two Italian squads play each other. Literally, is what it looks like. It feels like. But I mean, I'm happy for Messi in a sense. You got his two assists, and then, um, you know, you know, this this just only proves that Copa America is the greatest tournament there is in, in this in the world, in a sense, right? Besides the World Cup, I think that's just a three-zero thumping of Italy just proves that Italy does. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what needs to happen to Italy. They seem to qualify for everything, and then when it comes time to push and shove, they just implode. And I don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it. Well, they didn't qualify for the World Cup, so they well, they could have. Like they get there, and right? On their faces. All they yeah. had, it was it was all within their destiny to. It was with with all their own doing to be able to do it, and they just couldn't pull through. And that's just what I don't get. Like it's like. Yeah. It's like in, in in the Euros, you play smaller countries to line up. It's like you imagine Copa America having like, I don't know, you know, much smaller countries, you know, or like if the Malvinas had his own soccer team. <laughs> oh, like, boy. Stick that, them into sure, right? That would go over great in England. That would be I'm awesome. Sure. <laughs> that would be an awesome addition, like invitation. That would be awesome. England and Gibraltar get invited to That's right. Copa America. <laughs> You can call that the War of the Pacific, right? All over again. Oh, yikes. Um, UEFA Nations is happening. Um, I don't know. There's, there, there were a couple surprises here. I think the one that surprised me, uh, Denmark went to France, to Stade de France, which we spent a lot of time talking about in the last episode. Um, and they beat France in France 2-1, to one, which is a pretty big statement win for, for Denmark. So good on them. And then you kind of had the border battle. Um Belgium and Netherlands. Yeah, that was. I didn't yeah, expect Bel- this. So yeah, nor I, nor I. Belgium, Belgium sitting number two right now. I mean, of course, FIFA rankings are worthless, but they're still an incredibly strong team. Um, they strike fear in me because they really know how to deal with Brazil whenever they play Brazil. But man, Netherlands took it to them four to one as your final. So boom. And then Saturday, another one that surprised me. Uh, well, Italy and Germany. We already talked about Italy. You just never know what's going to happen. There. Yeah, exactly. Wait, how do they tie Germany 1-1 but lose to Argentina 3-0? Like, you no can totally idea. tell that they weren't really caring about this, 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 this final thing, right? Right, I mean, right. Um, the other one, though, was, was very surprising. I, I got to watch little bits and pieces of it. I thought it was actually just going to be a nil-nil tie. Um, Hungary and England. I think this was this happened towards the very end of the match because I didn't get to see it live, but Hungary pulled this thing off over to go one nil over England. Uh, first time that Hungary has beat England since 1962. Boom. And there's a lot of controversy for this game, right? Because of the way that the Hungarian fans decide to express their ethnicity. Their, their, their fascism. Overload. Yeah. <laughs> Like they like call I think, it what it is. Yeah, I mean, there, there is supposed to be like you know this ban on people, but there is a loop in the UEFA where you could buy like they, like children could attend this game, but they had to be accompanied by an adult, and that's how some of these Hungarian uh, fans were able to get in there because eventually, uh, you know, an excess of like 
30,000 people, mainly school children, were allowed inside the Puskas Arena on Saturday evening for the, the National League picture, right? Um, and so, but England players were booed by Hungary fans <laughs> when they took the knee. So it's like, I was like, oh my God, right? It's like, dear Lord, like it's, 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 it's already like persona non grata territory that you're playing in. And so like, am I surprised? I don't know. You right? know, what's curious. And, and, and I don't know enough about the hung- Hungarian national team to, to, um, really speak with authority on it but um justin uh this is said you you know you know the region in the balkans so well so maybe he can send us a message and help us out here a little bit patron justin but there there's at least one player of african descent on that hungarian national team i noticed um which is kind of interesting so i I don't know if there's a disconnect between the team and the supporters and the politics of the entire nation type situation or I, i i don't know i just don't know all the all the levels there but you know, there there are POC on that Hungarian team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a that's a good conversation to have. But we also have been we've also talked about players playing in different leagues that fascism and racism is is abundant, and they still play, right? I mean, and the, and the teams don't really support them that well, but they're still playing. So it's like, right. it's it's. It, you know, you have to pick and choose your battles as a professional soccer player. And I think that's probably one of the things that you you want to do. But I mean, I thought, you know, um, that's one of the things that you can't, you know, like this whole game was hyped around the aspect of it. And England was tired. And you could tell from from what I read in the reports. And so uh, and watch some of the highlights. It's like, you know, like it, it's I don't want to say it's it's group stage, but it's group stage. Right. That's what it is, right? I think it is. I'm, yeah, I, I, mean, I was more. I was more like the Denmark beating France, right? And and these like are all two still for them Belgium. for the world. Yeah, Cup, exactly. So. Right. So it's 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 that right? And I mean, let's let's just go into the friendlies, right? I mean, this yep. one I really could not understand, and I haven't seen the highlights just yet. But like, Japan beat Paraguay four to one. Yeah, we should mention both Paraguay and Brazil um, flew out. I don't know if they flew out together, uh, but they're 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 touring. Uh, East Asia together, um, but yeah, I, I I didn't either. But big win for Japan, four to one. And then Brazil landed in South Korea, and you know just just had a party, <laughs> five five to one. But uh, something I didn't re- realize was how tight uh, Neymar and Son are. Like apparently they've known each other for like five or six years, and they're buds. And like I don't know if they, if they play vid games together, I could see them like doing like weird call of duty stuff together or whatever. I don't know, but uh, I like they, they hung out. I think son hosted him at his, at his house and the bros. Okay. Son's making that pitch for that name. I switched to Tottenham's. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lure him with my mom's kimchi. I'm going to get him. That's right. <laughs> totally going to get him too. watch it. He's going to be like, Oh, uh, okay, let's go play. And, you know, Harry Kane leaves. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, it's Neymar, and then boom, it's over. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, Coutinho had an amazing goal on this one. I did see that. Like, man, it was it was a beautiful goal. I'm, um, I'm glad he had, that he's finally fun. He's getting the the time that he deserves with the mm-hmm. with the national team because he's yes. been a he's been consistent in a sense, but he's not like a wow factor, right? Yep. He's not the Hogo Bonito that people always talk about. Did you Did you say Hogo? Oh, go. Oh, go. 
Pode pronunciar J, cara. You can say j jogo. I always forget if it's a jogo or jogo. By the way, did you know? I, I forgot to tell Bridget this when she was here once. You know, um, Diogo Jota, the player no. for, for Liverpool and also oh, Portugal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jota. Yeah. So it's Jota, this, this yeah. is Jota, right? Is his name? That's how, that's how we say the letter J, Jota. So he's basically Diogo J. Is <laughs> his like his last Jota. name, like the letter okay. J. Jota, Jota, Jota. Um, so they, they flip today. So Brazil goes to, or rather, it's today or tomorrow. Uh, maybe it's tomorrow. But anyway, Brazil is going to play Japan and Paraguay plays South Korea. So they're just kind of like swapping. Um, Ecuador played Nigeria, beat them 1-0. That, that's, a, that's a pretty good win, again, against a one of the top African teams uh, in the World Cup. So good on them. Ooh, we got some tension here in the box. Sorry. Yamalenko, very close. Very oh, close. I thought I thought there was a fight. Okay. No, no, no. Just he, he slid in there and just okay. barely didn't get it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we talked about earlier how Mexico just was close. imploded versus Uruguay. And we did. Of course, the best thing to do after a Mexican national team loss is to tune into any uh Univision <laughs> owned owned uh own program after it and just watch them just tear everyone apart. Oh, screaming in zoos. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the best part, right? You know, yep, that's yep. that literally is the best part. You'd be like, oh, this is really interesting how like they blame everyone and everyone. But uh let's go um let's see what is it uh AFCON, right? Is it is AFCON another round that's it's already started out. I feel like we just finished the last one and here we go again. Um Tunisia over Equatorial Guinea. They were they were kind of the dark horse last time, but uh, four nil there. I, I didn't need to go through all the scores unless there's any big uh, surprises. I will say, Comoros, who, who are always uh, Minnesota football show uh, again, dark horse and uh, Cinderella story. We love our Comoros. They get a big win, two nil over Lesotho. Of course, Ivory Coast are going to win. Um, I don't know. There's what else? Niger Algeria are back, uh, two nil over Uganda. They they had a rough ride this last one, so. Good to see them win again. Mali, no surprise. 4-0 over Congo. Mauritania still being consistent. 3-0 you know, over Sudan. And, of course, Senegal are going to just be awesome. So they, they won 3-1 over Benin. It's just getting started. So things are still kind of early. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put our, uh, our hopes and dreams behind Comoros and maybe Equatorial Guinea and some of the uh, Cinderella's and see if they can get through. Um, the next story is just a weird one. And, again, Thank you to aforementioned patron Justin. He, he brought this to our attention. Um, Canada and Iran were supposed to play a friendly, and it was canceled. I'm just going to read from this is from the Al Jazeera article. They say uh, Canada's national men's football team has withdrawn a football match uh, due to pressure from the Canadian government and the families of passengers of the flight down over to Iran in January 2020. The footballing body that organized the blah, 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 said on Thursday that the game was canceled because, quote, the untenable geopolitical situation of hosting Iran had become significantly divisive, unquote. While we considered the external factors in selecting the optimal opponent in our original decision-making process, we will strive to do better moving forward, they said in a statement. Um, so, you mean, on one hand, it's like, okay, things are tense. They lost, I think there were like 50 Canadian citizens, citizens something like that, that died in that plane crash. There were a lot. So it's kind of like, it's still raw, it's still hard. There's a logical direct link where you're like, okay, I, I see why you're making this decision. On the other side of it, Iran's like, we had a deal. <laughs> if you guys are gonna do this, 
you can, but then the consequence is we're going to have legal action against you, which is exactly what they're doing, suing for $10 million in basically like their lost revenues and things like that. They really Probably a little bit more. Dollars. That's, That's what I was going to say. It might be a little bit more. $10 million seems like a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, applaud the Canadian government for actually having a spine and uh, making a stand in some sort of sense. Uh, fail on the Canadian uh, Football Association for not really thinking this through all the way from the beginning mm-hmm. after qualifying. And literally putting, really putting the Canadian national team, who's on a tear and it's on a high from right. their, from their uh, qualifications, to play a World Cup opponent, right? Exactly. And I think that's I, I, that's I think thing. that's that's a key point. Like geopolitics aside, Iran is a very good squad. They qualified second in that confederation. Right. Like that's a team that they should be playing. Mm-hmm. And and so then I then I th- I think to me is like I I get the government I understand that I respect it I appreciate it, but coming from a geo football point of view, you are doing a disservice for not being able yeah. to think it through from the beginning, and actually finding like for example, if you knew Uruguay was going to be playing the United States, freaking a send them up send them up. <laughs> Or have the going. come down, you know? Right. It's like, it's that, that, but you know, I'm sure that would be a great matchup for Canada. Yep. I think, I think, I think Canada and Uruguay would be like, I don't know, like uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin rivalry because they're both physical. It'd just be, you know, I'm not I saying I want to see a That sounds like a great match. match. Yeah. Totally. I think that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, you want to be able to give your uh, national team World Cup experience and. Panama is not. That's uh, right, because now they can play Panama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Panama so that, that's is a, not the best um, decision for that. So right. Okay. So a a a no way. B on the government decision stepping up. Uh, D on the on the national uh, the the Canadian Federation for not really seeing this through and, and, and planning much better on the aspect of what was. What was eluding in some sort of sense? Because you knew this was going to happen in a sense, right? Like you saw that, right? There was... Well, I'm I'm curious of a couple of things. I'm curious one, and and listeners, uh, patrons, if you want to let us know, I'm sure you will. Who who else Canada has slated for friendlies? I'm curious. Besides Panama, obviously, I'm curious who else they're thinking about. And then two, I mean, if if it's this heated with Canada, you know, we know that Iran and U.S. are in that group. I mean, what's going to happen there? Like that that seems like it's going to be. I was like, there's going to be a match on the field and there's going to be so, there's going to be like this entire subplot of, of all the geopolitical tensions and things with, with everything around it. Like I, uh, man, like, okay. Going back to Christian Pulisic, like not thinking before he speaks, (laughs) what's this kid going to say before the Iran match or after the Iran match? Like he could, he could, he could do some serious damage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right. Uh, uh, Iran is ranked 21st in the world. Canada mm-hmm. is ranked about 38th, 39th in that range, right? So as you were saying, Eric, like they qualified th- three times in a row now, Iran. So it's like mm-hmm. 28th or 38th. And there's also the reported exchange 
of like $400,000 that the Iranians even agreed to come to Vancouver, right? And mm, then you put sure. the travel burden. And now, like, uh, I think Canada plays Honduras next week. Honduras. So they have to go to Curacao. Uh, and so it's just, it's just, it's just bad planning. And I don't know if the Federation did not see it coming or they thought it wasn't going to be a big deal. And I totally understand putting Iran on the on, on on asking to play them because they're a World Cup team and you want to be able to play teams that you don't really see that often. I get that. But as soon as things started going south, there should have been some sort of agreement of or some sort of other thing. I don't know. We don't know the the political aspects of the Federation, but yeah, they they they're doing a disservice for for finding not finding someone who is in that equal um, talent World Cup level. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. What's uh, Argentina's doing? All their finalissimo stuff. They're raking in all the. Uh, <laughs> they're, get, they're getting all the uh, UEFA and uh, <laughs> corrupt FIFA do- dollars. I was like, what's what's Argentina doing right now? So they're 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 just they're just out there with uh, what do you call them? Like bulldozers full of millions and millions of dollars, like <laughs> soaking up all the money, <laughs> rather rather than playing all these other friendlies or whatever. Um, yeah, man, it's too bad they couldn't get like a, a combable team, but we'll see. Uh, that's all I got for now. Um, Bridget's out this week. I may be out next week. Rodrigo, you are like, you are the constant. I don't know if you ever watched Lost, but you are, you are the constant. No, I've never watched Lost. Okay. Don't plan to. <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, anything else to add? You got, you got any like, you know, we like to end on a good news. We had a weird news segment. I don't know if you had a good news one. Um, jeez. Oh, um, um, uh, what's it? July 9th is the start of uh, uh, TC Soul League, so that I'm looking forward to that. I don't know if I'll be able to go July 9th because that's the, the day that Isa is having her graduation party. So, if you want an invitation to a graduation party, hit me up on Twitter, I'm more than willing to give you all a link. Um, as long as you are willing to bring. Her a gift. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, I don't really have any good news in a sense. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't want to celebrate, you know, the, the reported split between Gerard PK and Shakira because it just makes me sad. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if PK and Shakira can't make it work, we're, we're just not, you know, we're not going to make it in this world in a sense. It's, it's wow. Sad. But everyone who loves Shakira has wow. to slide right in. Good and, news segment, Rodrigo. Good yeah. news segment. That's the good news, right? Anyone who still had hopes for Shakira and them magically being able to have some sort of meaningful relationship could go ahead and start and start getting their hopes up. So, yeah, I mean, that's as good well, as I can get today. We're, we're, we're at about the uh, three quarters, 60, 65th minute here. Whale's still up. It is getting very chippy. Um, you might want to turn this one on, Rodrigo. I think it's going to be a fun finish here. But uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you, Rodrigo, as always. If you want to support the program, it is patreon.com backslash show. And we'll do it again next week. I don't know if I'll be here. Rodrigo will. Rock solid. I think Bridget will be back. And, yeah, yeah, let's we'll hope. From if there. not, it's just, just me, and then I'll just... It'll be a very short podcast. The the monologue, as it were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
get out and enjoy the day um and have a nice weekend and we'll yeah. uh, we'll see we'll see what happens like i i am legitimately interested for this this u.s uruguay game i, I know yeah, again, I think, we're not supposed to read into things but i'm absolutely going to read into it it's a test and it's a good test and i think that's probably the best way to to spend your afternoon if you're a soccer player soccer aficionado a football sí. aficionado you just to watch this game and see what comes out of it so concordo there it is all right enjoy your nice. day we'll see you on the on the twitters uh we'll see you on different other ways if you see us out there don't please say hello um and um hopefully um gosh we got a nice long break so aurora i go to i'm going to the aurora matches so maybe i'll see eric over there and and man All right take care everyone <laughs>